folks, No Picture of Dark is back, and guess what? It's Women's History Month. I'm so excited about this. I always get to hear, listen to amazing women in the greater Baltimore area and community and hear what they have going on. They have achieved so many different goals. Let's celebrate them and celebrate 365. It doesn't have to be one month, but let's really highlight them this month and talk about what's going on. So I have a really, really special guest coming on that I'm hoping you guys will be just as excited as I am to hear her, her story because she's an amazing story and she's been doing some amazing things. After these messages, you'll hear from the founder, Ms. Casey Stafford from Found Studio. The CEO. No Picks After Dark is sponsored by Snug Books, an independent bookstore serving Northeast Baltimore and beyond. In addition to featuring new books for all ages, the store also carries cards, stationery, gifts, games, and more. Visit snugbooks.com to shop online, learn more about the store, read our latest newsletter, and find a calendar of events, or come browse the store in person. Snug Books is located at 4717 Harford Road, next to Zeke's Coffee in Hamilton, Laurelville. There is free parking behind the store, and open hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Welcome to the No Picks of Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing show. Happy Women's History Month. And I have an amazing guest, Miss Casey Stafford. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for hanging out with me in the studio. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Aaron. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> yes. You've been dying to be like the Matrix. Like, no, you know. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. So how you been? Doing great. Got a lot going on this year. 2023 is going to be a big year for me. Okay, so let's tell people a little bit about you while we have you on for Women's History Month. The first guest for this year for Women's History Month. Tell us what you do. First of all, happy Women's History Month, everybody. I am Casey Stafford. I have a shop called Found Studio Shop on Harford Road in Northeast Baltimore, where we we celebrate a lot of women artists and makers there, and we promote them um, all the time through our social media, um, gallery shows, different things like that, pop-ups. Now, I will tell people this is very personal for me because, you know, she was one of the first places that wanted to partner with No Picks of a Dark Podcast. And I remember that phone call, we spoke and talked about it. I cried because, you know, you really believed in what I was doing and the message I was conveying out to Baltimore. So this is, I really wanted to give this back to you because like this is your episode, this is about you. But I want to say thank you in front of all the people that are listening Aww. or watching right now. Thank you so much for really believing in No Picks of a Dark Podcast and saying, you know, a part of the community. So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all these um, positive stories. It's so appreciated and needed. Appreciate it. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about, before we get into Found Studio, because I love going there. They're one of my first sponsors. Great place to shop. Great holiday shopping. One-stop shop. Can't go wrong. Um, it's one, we'll talk about the awards a little bit later. <laughs> but let's talk about you so we can get a little bit know about you. Are you originally from Maryland? No, so I grew up in Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. And what part of Kentucky? So Western Kentucky, far rural, um, about 20, I know, about two hours from Nashville and two hours from Louisville. So really in the middle of nowhere, no airport, nothing major going on there. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, and then you, did you live there your whole childhood? And My whole childhood, oh. yes. I lived in the same place and I, I went to school in Kentucky too. When, I, when it came time to go to college, I went to Murray State University, which is also a really small place where I studied art education. I'm now, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, the folks aren't going to get me on this, 
Johnny Morant, who's one of the biggest basketball players in the NBA right now, went to Murray State. He's one of the, he's, he's a, don't worry, you don't have to know, but. I'm like, I don't know sports. No, he's like, well, he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies now. Oh, sure he went wow, to, went to Murray. Yeah, okay. went to Murray State. So I'm going to say. Murray State, he, Murray State Racers. Go yes, Racers. I think so. That's where he went. But what was your, growing up in Kentucky, what was one of your favorite childhood memories? I mean, when I think of Kentucky, I think of Big Blue Nation, University of Kentucky, or yeah. Louisville. They put mm-hmm. the L up for Louisville. What about you? I mean, what did you, Kentucky growing up as a child? It was a good, good well, memory. there was a lot of like just country living, digging in the ground, digging, you know, doing silly things. On my my parents um, had um, a big yard, and we just played outside all the time. But one of my funniest things about my childhood, one of my funniest childhood memories, is. Um, I'm a big dog person now, but I wasn't when I was a kid because we had our family dog was a poodle named Nasty, and <laughs> Nasty really hated me. And so I love telling stories about Nasty and <laughs> growing up in Kentucky with Nasty. <laughs> I love, yeah, I get it, Nasty. Nasty was so, so Nasty was really nasty. He was nasty to me, yes. Uh, but then I was able to like move past that, and now I'm a huge dog lover. So, but gotcha. it scarred me for a little while. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, like, you know, where, what was your major in college? Like, what did you want to do coming out? Yeah, so I studied art education, and I wanted to be an art teacher, which, I mean, I, I'll, I'll back up and say I kind of wanted to be an art teacher. That was sort of something that um, I thought would, would be a good path for somebody who was an artist so you didn't have to fully rely on selling your artwork. But there was always something in me that wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I wanted to have my own store since I was in high school. I had this vision of sort of what I have now where I can sell my own artwork, I can sell other people's artwork, and we can really promote artists. Was there anybody in your family that was an entrepreneur that you saw growing up? Any relatives? Yeah, yeah. So my dad owned a furniture store, and my um, grandfather had a plant nursery, and he oh. sold Christmas trees on that. And we we did all kind. His um he had like a landscape um company as well. So, yeah, I, I was surrounded by entrepreneurs. I would say so. So basically, that you were probably just you didn't know it, but you were like, this is what I want to do. Work for myself eventually, and do yeah, it was sort of ingrained in me, whether I realized it or not. That's that's really cool. So then. How did you end up getting to Maryland? How did you get here? Yeah, so um, I got married very, very young. I got married when I was only 21. And uh, my husband and I moved to Richmond, Virginia. And he was my husband was studying at VCU. I was teaching um, in a public school at um, in Richmond at the time. And we lived there for four years. And then my husband, after he finished school, um, he got a job here at University of Maryland School of Social Work. So that moved us here. And when we first moved here, I worked um, downtown at Living Classrooms Foundation for a couple years. So I had some experience um, teaching here as well. Nice, nice. So we're going to get, I think we'll talk a lot the itch about being an entrepreneur and getting your own business. Did you, were you always doing some stuff on the side as far as like a little side hustle, like doing artwork? Because I know mm-hmm. you have amazing artwork that you had from, that was in certain restaurants around here, I remember. Yeah. So, you know, so I remember seeing that. Was that something on the side that you always had a passion and burning mm-hmm. for or... Yes, I have been selling artwork on the side since I was in high school. Like that's, you know, I was a young student that people would commission. They would say, oh, I need this portrait painted. Now I don't do portraits anymore, so don't anybody ask for that. (laughs) But at the time, I would just take on any job someone was willing to give me. So I got a lot of experience doing commission work. And I did that all throughout, um, even when I was a teacher and, and when I worked here at Living Classrooms. And then I opened up another retail store in 2000. Um, 
what was that, 2006, we opened up a store called Red Tree at the time, and then that became Trove. And um, that was my first like foray into the retail world. And, and even then I would, when I had time, make some of my own artwork and sell it and do commissions as well. Okay, so working mm -hmm. back then with Trove and whatnot, did that give you a, like an itch? Like, all right, I'm learning how to do this now. This is yeah. you know, being my entrepreneur, understanding the financials a little bit, understanding yeah. what goes in, how long inventory, oh, those it's type a lot. of things. Because this is before, like, I mean, well, we saw, we, oh, calculate, no, not calculate, but like, you know, like, TI-82s and computer, you know, computers were like brand new, probably like, not right. brand new, but we, they weren't. Yeah, in 2006, there wasn't even Facebook or anything. Nothing any like the, that, no. Like, now I can look at my inventory right now and pull it up and see what all we've sold at the shop today. Right. You couldn't do I, that then. So, it's it's be, it's really come a long way over the past several years, yeah. Now, when we get back, folks, we're going to talk about why she wanted to get back and have her own shop, why she wanted to have a shop in her own community that she lives in. And she has a surprise to tell everybody about what's coming next. Folks, we'll be right back after these messages. When you give to United Way, your gift could be the first spark of something bigger. It can help provide nutritious food for a family in need. Because eating healthy shouldn't be a luxury. It can help someone with housing challenges and be a catalyst for a new beginning. Because a safe space to call home is the foundation for building a better future. Give today. Spark something bigger. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carry out, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. Folks, we are back with Miss Casey Stafford, the CEO of Found Studio Shop. How are you? Doing fine, thank you. And we were a little, getting, a little bit about your history, about your past and whatnot. It's part of the show, we really get into it about your company, your business and whatnot. Let's first give a shout out because she's going to probably correct me, folks, on this. I hope she does. She has been one, she's won Best Baltimore for Baller Magazine editorial two years in a row. For three years in a row? No, 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 no. For I, Best of Baltimore? How many? I, it's been a lot of years. Let's just go with this year. This year? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I know you always, you know, I know that one year I won it, you won it also. Mm -hmm. And so I remember you hearing that. So, mm -hmm. but congratulations on the best small business shop or small shop? Best shop owner in Baltimore and then best shop by the reader's poll. There you go. See, yeah. I, see I, I want to get corrected. Thank there you, you. go. Uh -huh. Get corrected. See, God, yeah. God shine the light. Like, like we got it. Shine bright like a diamond, you know? There you so, go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, the shop. Tell us, walk us through, of, like, when you realize, I want to get a shop. I want to do my own thing. I want, how you found a space. Like, tell us, walk us through yeah. that. Because people want to be, just like you, they want to be entrepreneurs. There's a lot of people who do art, things like your nature. 
Help them out there. Right. Well, I was toying with the idea of going into retail again. Um, at the time when I opened Found Studio, it was um, 2019. It was May of 2019 is when we opened. And I had started just to kind of put it out into the universe that I was ready to get back into retail, but dip my toes in and not go all in. And I had a, a friend that approached me, Josie, the owner of Red Canoe Cafe. She said, well, I have this little space in my cafe that you could turn into your shop if you're, if you want to, if you're willing to try that, you know, I would be totally on board. And so I, I went into this with a friend and a, a fellow community member. Um, and that was in 2019. And obviously it was an interesting time to start a retail business because we all know what happened in 2020. Um, but we managed to, because we were so small, my, my current shop is only 250 square feet of retail space. Now I have a little more storage space than that and shipping area, but that's a very, very tiny retail space. But on the flip side, I was able to really be okay during the pandemic because we were able to turn that into all shipping and all uh, pickups. So because of its small small space, because of its small nature, we were able to survive. So what did you learn about yourself during the pandemic? I always ask every entrepreneur or business person about it because that was a whole different ballgame. People weren't coming into shops. Uh, I remember that first holiday. You know, you, you had it set up where people would, order and then they, you would drop it off at Red Canoe for them to pick up. Like, what'd you learn about yourself and how you could operate without being in the in there. Yeah, well, it was really hard for me at first because I love people and I love to interact with people. And I think that's one of my favorite things about having a business. And, and I, you have to kind of love people to be in a public space with people. So it was really sad for me at first. And I had to just kind of get that sadness out and find the strength to just move on. And then I realized there's so many people in Baltimore that are supportive and want you to succeed. And they have gone out of their way to support me, especially during that time. And I saw them go out of their way to support other um, uh, businesses and restaurants in the neighborhood. So I, I really learned how like resilient um, our city is and our, our community is just so supportive. And that's one of the big things that I've taken from it is, you know, we never know what's coming next, but we know that Baltimore kind of has your back. I mean, it was, I mean, I think every business owner was like trying to figure things out. Yeah. You know, websites, like designing websites all over again. Learning how the ship is kind well, of like... I didn't even have a website at the beginning. I was kind of in the process of putting things online, but this just really kicked me into that gear, right? Because we had no other choice. And now I, it's nice because I, I have that option of both shopping online and in stores so that just kind of made me do that, which is, it's nice. Do you find that more customers now shop online or do they, or do they still want to come in that that face-to-face -face contact for my store in particular most people still now most people want to come back in which okay. is understandable they like to look touch smell we have a lot of different uh, body products candles things that are nice to smell things that you can try on in the store sometimes too when you're buying a piece of artwork you want to be able to like see that and picture that in your space like in in person not to say that we don't sell anything online anymore we certainly do but it's just it's actually a fraction of our business now. So I remember a friend, um, I was highlighting your store on social media. My friend, Matt, uh, Mallory from Brooklyn bought product from you. Oh, nice. And she yeah. bought product from you. And you, uh, she was like, I bought it from Found Studio. It has yeah. really great stuff there. 
And that was really just a testament, just it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People wanted to help people out in different places and whatnot. What would you say, like, during the pandemic, like, was the thing that you now have learned, like, oh, I can do this now? Like, what confidence did you build from yourself? Hmm. I mean, I think it is, like, there's a lot of confidence in knowing how to have an online store and mm-hmm. doing the shipping. Um, it also, it, it, it gave me the confidence to go, okay, if this survived during the pandemic, we can also expand from the 250 square foot space. Oh, you, you you put a little teaser there. Mm-hmm. There was a teaser there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. See, I wasn't. <laughs> so you put a teaser there, folks. All right. So you give a teaser out there. So um, I know. I don't. I mean, I'm, it's public knowledge, and I think you've already announced on your site. Mm-hmm. But for my listeners who are brand new, tell them about the expanding you're talking about. Yes, so I was able to purchase a building on the same block where my current shop is. And we are moving at some point in 2023. We don't know exactly when because the the entire building needs a renovation. So we are currently working on that. And sometimes construction can be tricky to predict. <laughs> so, But I'm excited to say that we are moving this year. And one of the biggest things was... You won an award from the governor, uh, previous governor Hogan, where he was for, for anybody who wanted to have a storefront, small business owners, they won a, a, a prize, a money prize, or something like that. If Which, you, in a previously vacant space. Yes, yes. Yes. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And that's that, going to help. And that's going to help. And I think a lot of people, there are a lot of things that the government and government can do to help you out, especially small and entrepreneurs and And women-owned businesses as well yes Yes. so that's very important so congratulations on that getting that building um how did you find this building like did you were you were you looking for a building or were you just like uh was it one something you've been thinking about for a while yeah actually um this building come to find out is this is a very baltimore story it was owned by one of my neighbors and it was a building that's right there on the corner across from my friend Christina, who owns the fabric shop Domesticity. And I thought, wow, how wonderful would that be if both both us entrepreneurs, women, have businesses right on opposing corners and we can send customers each other's way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was looking at it. At first, I didn't know my, my I did not realize my neighbor owned it. And then I contacted <coughs> him and we, we got on the phone together and realized that oh my gosh, we know each other. And it just became this thing where he was, I, I convinced him of my vision for the space. And he, he wasn't necessarily ready to let it go. He was thinking about it. And um, we were able to just align and that worked out like in a beautiful way. Wow. That's yeah. a really, really, really cool story. Yeah. And like, so, and also you were going to have um, tenants there, I've heard. Yes. Rumor has it around neighborhoods. Tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. So I'm super excited. I will have um, Nicole Sullivan of Keppel and Kismet. She is going to have a manufacturing space in the bottom of the building. So we are outfitting that whole space for her laser cutter. She makes things like these earrings and she makes some. Um, Custom signs, custom ornaments for people, all ty- all ranges of manufacturing projects. So she will be have a, her space in the, the bottom. My shop will be on the main level. And then Annie Howe Studios will have her studio in the top. We, we currently share a studio and office space anyway underneath my shop. So we are just naturally going to move together. And then we will have a communal space up in the very top 
of the building that people can take classes, go go to seminars, learn a new skill. Um, we could host events like our first Friday events where we have different gallery rotations and artists, artist talks. There's like so many possibilities. Let's talk about, I know this won't come out by first, this will come out at the first Friday. Tell people a little bit about first Friday and tell us a little about your, your top selling products that you got to come and check it out. Like you got to come there and get it. Okay. Well, first Fridays, every first Friday of the month, we are open till 8 p.m. We host a different artist every month and we showcase their works. Right now, we're showcasing them in the Red Canoe um, Cafe Gallery, which is located inside but right behind my store because my shop being 250 square feet is too small. But when we move, we'll have the, the first Friday gallery will be upstairs in the new building. So we rotate that art every month. It just gives um, an opportunity for us to promote a new artist. We like to do someone new and fresh every month. And then, um, what was the next thing I was supposed to the say? Top that you, oh, that the top items. Oh, the top items that I sell. Okay, <clears throat> one of my very favorite things to sell is a locally made product called a cherry wrap. It's a therapeutic heat or cold wrap that is made from cherry pits instead of like rice or flaxseed it's the best gift for a new mom any mom a dad um, a grandparent a kid I mean they're just like the most versatile gift you can heat them up in the microwave or put them in a crock pot and they feel like a hot stone massage they're machine washable I sell these all day long because when I pull them out and show somebody how lovely this is mm. everybody wants one because they're so cozy I love it I love it <laughs> yeah love it. so that's a favorite thing I love selling jewelry of course I have a I have a wonderful selection of cards if I do say so myself a lot of them are locally designed and um, in my new space I will expand that card selection so you will be able to come in and pick out the perfect card for any occasion so you do you do really pick a lot of local vendors for your shop that have the yeah. product in there that it's not all local by any means but most of them are very small batch small businesses from across the country most of it is in the usa most of it is on the the east coast uh, tailored to like mostly regional but there are a few things that are just really great that are say made in oregon so we we will order from them um as well and what are you so if somebody walked in to shop right now what the first thing they'd be like blown away with what would be like your favorite thing when you like because you're you're a good merchandiser i've been the shop is is very pretty you know you walk in from harford road to your left is the cards me memorizing it and you go to the right there's some jewelry right there and then hit the corner so well, first of all, I will say I, I would like to thank my staff and my people that helped me because I don't do any of this by myself. It takes a true village, a, a retail village to pull this type of thing off. Um, so yes, what you see when you come in is not just me working on it. It's the several people that are putting time and love into making a space beautiful. So um, I, I, most people that come in, they're like, wow, this space is really nice. It feels like everything is curated. It's all together. It's, and that's what I want is to create a space where people come in, mm -hmm. they're inspired. They want to look around. They want to smell, taste, feel, all this stuff. Sometimes we have chocolate tastings because we sell a variety of, of things that you can experience. And you guys have sidewalk sales sometime in the summer, springtime yeah, and whatnot. of course. That's which which is really nice stopping people by. Yeah, pop up shops out on the sidewalk have been really really fun. Great, great. I love I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And what is your shop's hours like during the week? How does that work out? Is it 
different for winter or spring or just all yeah. the same time? So once we get into the larger space, we will have more hours. But okay. right now we are open Tuesday through Saturday. We have our longest hours are Thursday and Friday and Saturdays were open 10 to 6. Um, Sundays just 10 to 3. Um, so always check my um, my website has the hours on there and I keep them updated on Google. So if we change it, it'll be there. And where can we find you on all the social medias? Because that's what the kids do now. They go on social media. Oh yeah. Well, I'm on um, Instagram, Found Studio Shop, and Facebook. I am not doing TikTok yet. I am sorry. All the young people <laughs> might be like, what? Uh, I can't handle that yet. Um, my website is www.foundstudioshop.com. That is great. Great. One thing, tradition that I'm starting with you is really, really cool. So, I mean, we're going to do this real quick. I'm going to move my mic a little bit. It might be a little off. Oops, is I'm going to hand this to you. Okay. And this is, we're going to have a sip. I like this tradition already. Day. This is going to so be good. So this is Sagamore Spirits. Shout out to Sagamore Spirits for hooking us up. No Here Dark. It's a Honey Paloma. The Rye Whiskey Cocktail. Nice what cocktail to have with friends and hang out. And we're going to do that No Picks at the end of every show. So shout out to Sagamore Teams for supplying us with this. Uh, we're going to crack it. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll a little whiskey and we'll do a little cheers. I like it. We'll do an air cheers. Air cheers. Right there. <laughs> we'll do a little sip and we'll go from there. Oh, I like that. Smooth. Mm, that's nice. Thank yeah. you, Aaron. It's refreshing. Thank you, Sagamore. Yeah, very refreshing. Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you Happy for having Mrs. me. Mouth. Thank you so much for being, the, for being the first on the show for this for this year. And I'm so excited going forward as far as your shop. And when we have the grand opening, I would love to do something live outside <gasps> our front, would plug you? in and interviewing people, saying how happy oh they're from the neighborhood, and have a videotape. Because I think something like this, you want to keep for life for your kids and your family, your grandkids. Because you say, hey, you know what? There was a shop that was built. That's that amazing, so, Aaron. Thank let's do you. that in the fall when it happens. All right. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So, so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show, folks. You know how we do. We still need sips. The last sip of the day. I don't know if it's in the camera, but it's coming. But thank you so much. Salute. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We're out. Love, peace, and happiness. <laughs>